0: I want
1: to be the best. I want to be the best. Simple play. That's why I play the game. But to be the best, you have to win. And that's what Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk podcast slash YouTube slash We Do It All. It's Saturday, April 30th. NBA playoffs is in full effect. My brother, Junior, we got you in the building. How you doing today, man? Doing
0: pretty good, man. I'm excited to be here. Predict these the second round. Uh, we got through one round of exhilarating games, great action, and it's just it's been a it's been a pretty good playoff, especially from a neutral standpoint. So I, I like it, and I'm excited to talk about this, these uh, round two predictions here.
1: Absolutely, man. So we're we're excited to have you uh on, Junior. And I mean, at this point, you're just a regular to the show, man. You've been on here for a minute, man. So happy Let's to have it. you. But Junior, man, I mean, in that round one, we we, we talked about that Mavs and uh in Jazz series. You know, you predicted famously you predicted the Mavs. A lot of people like me, Jay. Mavs in six, of, too. <laughs> a lot of a lot of <laughs> other people predicted the jazz, and the Mavs ended up winning what a crazy series. So after that, a crazy round one series, and we're gonna do this round two prediction right now man we thought to ourselves who better to have on the pod than our guy the number one Mavs guy we know my guy Shava how are you doing from the big shot pod man
2: I am doing great I have not felt this good in a while and I'm actually I'm excited for you guys because you guys are about to watch history you're about to watch Luca win a championship so Ooh, oh wow, I'm, awesome. wow. <laughs> I'm excited I mean,
0: for I s- s- sign me up for that I would yeah. yeah. see that this year
2: Oh yeah!
1: <laughs> oh wow! All right. Well, as as you guys see, our guy Shop is coming on hot, man, with these hot takes immediately, man. So we are excited to have you on. For family out there wondering. Uh, where our boy Jay Hill is, unfortunately, Jay Hill could not make it to uh, this this episode. But don't worry, he will be back. And I, t- I told I told my boy Jay, I said the family need to know your picks, so just tell me your picks, and I'll run them off for you. So we'll we'll still get Jay's picks and everything. So, uh, but yeah, guys, we're just gonna jump into these uh, round two predictions and just kind of talk about these games. Let's just start off with uh honestly the best series again the celtics are again in the best series uh, and the first game that, that that's going to happen here and that is tomorrow um on uh, uh tomorrow on may 1st it's going to be at 10 a.m it's going to be celtics versus the bucks all right guys let's get into this man because honestly this is going to be one heck of a series and in my opinion winner of this goes to the finals like w- winner of this series uh definitely represents the east and comes out of the finals and um, I, I just kind of want to, before I really start talking about everything, I just want to talk about how evenly matched up this series is. I mean, yes, we know, you know, Chris Middleton is out and that's a big, uh, a big bummer, man. But I mean, look, they, they split the season series. Uh, the Celtics right now are averaging 118 points per game to the Bucs, 115 points per game. The Celtics are shooting 48% from the field to the Bucks, 47% from the field. The Celtics are shooting 38% from three to the Bucks, 39% from three, man. So this is just going to be one of those bangers, one of those classic seven game series, I guarantee. But Junior Shaba, talk to me about, you know, some things you guys are seeing in the series, uh, you know, b- besides the Chris Middleton, I'm, I'm maybe going miss to the, miss
2: the entire second round. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I can go. Uh, First off, you know, we were talking before we started recording. This is going to be – a really fun matchup. I'm really excited to see, uh, Jason Tatum against Giannis, uh, Jason Tatum. He's, you know, slowly becoming a superstar before our eyes, you know, he always had the talent. He was just never consistent with it, you know, and this season he is legitimately, um, you know, someone that the Celtics can rely on, uh, this last series against Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, I don't think he could have played any better. He could have shot a little bit better, but, I mean, considering he was guarding Durant, uh, you know, he had so much energy he could give. But, yeah, this Celtics team is really, really tough. Uh, Their defense is obviously amazing. The Bucs' defense is really good, too. You said, um, you know, the Celtics are averaging 118 points, the Bucs 115 points, but I think this is going to be a really uh, big defensive series. You know, I think that we're really going to see – we might not even crack a hundred points in most of these games. Uh, Ooh, so I think wow. it's just going to be a really physical uh, series. Like I said, you know, the nets were really easy to score on. They had no defense whatsoever especially um, rim protection so that was really easy for the Celtics to just go in and score in that series this series against the Bucks is going to be really different obviously because of Giannis, Brooke Lopez then they have their perimeter guys they don't have Chris Middleton like you said but they do still have Drew Holiday Uh, they have other guys that they can rely on like Pat Connaughton all those guys so uh, Bobby Portis so I mean this is going to be a really fun matchup Um, but yeah I mean the Celtics are looking really tough I mean the Celtics and the Mavs were the two best teams in 2022. The Celtics were the number one team with the best defense. Um, And, you know, they've just ascended to be a legitimate contender. And like you said, um, John, whoever comes out of this series is going to the finals. So I'm really excited. I think I'm, I'm going to say that the bucks are going to get it, but this is going to be a seven game series. And like I said, it's going to be really physical and it's just going to be really fun to watch.
1: Okay. Junior, talk to me. Man,
2: I mean, Shabba
0: hit it on the head. It's 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 going to be just a battle of a series, a battle of a series. I mean, the guys, these are evenly matched teams, great defensive teams too. That's going to be what's interesting, interesting to see because yeah, like Shabba said, the Celtics just abused the Nets defense, but they're not going to be able to do that because you have on one side you got Drew Holiday on the other side, Marcus Smart, like two great guard defenders. You got you got Giannis is defensive player of the year. You got Tatum who's been playing great defense. I mean he locked up KD. Uh, you, you you look at this series and it's just like 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 I mean, like both you guys said, just evenly matched teams doing battle. Um, Chris Middleton's injury hurts a lot. It's honestly going to be that's actually, in my opinion, that could be the X factor in the series. You know, no Chris Middleton is gonna make a big difference because you remember those finals games last year. Chris Middleton was putting up some some good performance. Not like he was carrying by any means, because you saw Giannis drop fifty points in Game <laughs> Six. But uh, uh, but but Chris he Middleton was doing his part.
1: Yeah, he was crucial. Absolutely, and 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 I actually even want to want to talk about that, Jenner, because uh, you know you talk about uh, Chris Middleton being the X factor, and I mean, of, of, of course, him him not being there is is huge. It is clearly advantage for uh, for for the Celtics because for like what is Chris Middleton to the Bucks? It, like when I when I look at it, he is give me a bucket at any time type player. He is their it's closer. The He's, exactly, he is their closer. He is their. Top perimeter player. I know Drew Holiday's out there, but if we're talking about perimeter players. I'm taking I'm I'm taking Chris Middleton, and that's uh, th- he just means so much to the Bucks, man. And I and I think that now with um with Chris Middleton being out, the Celtics are going to be able to guard the Bucks. M- Similar, similar to how they just guarded the Nets, which is really forcing these other guys to beat you, right? So um, the, the 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 Celtics could have tried to do this whole force uh, for, force these other players to beat me with Chris Milton, and you know he, he he's knocking that down. He's knocking that down. But now the Celtics are going to do that and force players like Grayson Allen, Wesley Matthews, Pat Connaughton, Jordan Aurora and put the pressure on them to make the shots. Put the pressure on them to be the to to, to be those. Um, those perimeter players, because I mean, the defense is going to be focusing all their attention on Giannis and in the perimeter, they're going to be focused, focusing all their attention on Drew, man. So that's why I think like, I, I, you know, I agree with you. I agree with you, you know, you talking about Chris being such a, such an X factor, because if those role players don't step up, man, if they don't step up as those perimeter players and and shoot well, it's, it's really going to be, be, it's it's going to be be like the Nets. It's going to be very tough. And then, just another thing, I want to add real quick, Jenner. When you you know you talk about uh, just the importance of Chris Milton, and yes, he wasn't carrying that fi- that fi- that Bucks in the final scene last year. But if you just take him out, they don't win the finals. <laughs> like they don't uh, get they to don't the finals, finals. Honestly, they don't get to the. He exact, was closing they games the against. Finals. That's I think it was
0: against the Sixers last year. No, the, Hawks. Hawks. the Sixers lost the Eastern final.
1: The Sixers lost,
0: yeah. But the, they, I mean, he was he was carrying that. He was carrying the team. The I mean, they beat the Celtics last year. They beat Absolutely. the Celtics last year. Yeah. And Middleton was carrying, was carrying that, that oh, not carrying, sorry, closing those games. He was closing those games because you know, they're going to, you know, they're going to cover Giannis. Giannis is not a reliable shooter. So, yeah. so, you know, Chris Middleton was out there closing games. So that's, that's a critical, critical miss. And honestly, could kind of swing the series. It could kind of <laughs> swing the series. if If he misses enough games. I mean, I think, look, if you have Chris Middleton looking at being out for more than three games which I think you will
1: look the like, report, the report, the report is that he's going to miss the entire series. Like yeah. that's like, that, the, 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 that's the, that's the report right now. Um, But I mean, but uh, I mean, I want to, I want to talk to you guys about this in the, in the, in this, in the series. Like, all right. So w- this Tatum, I, I mean, shout out Tatum, you know, great job uh, on Kevin yeah. Durant. Shout yeah. Out, One thing, shout sorry. Out.
0: Sorry. One thing I got to say, shout out, but you said he's becoming a superstar. I say he's been a superstar this year. I think he made that step. And I think that now he just, he solidified any remaining doubt with his la- with his last round.
2: Sorry to interrupt. I just didn't want to forget that note. <laughs> time out. Time out. L- let me just say why I don't think he's a superstar yet. It's just Dumb. I've said he has the talent. He, the, he has games where he, he definitely looks like a superstar, but he's just not consistent enough throughout a whole season. You know, it always takes him two, three months to get into a groove in a season, blah, blah, blah. Some games he doesn't show up this season. He has shown up every game, he's been consistent throughout uh, at least through 2022, th- kind of like the Mavs. Yeah. The Celtics had a rough start there, uh, season, but once, yeah. yeah, but once 2020 the year 2022 started, they went on a roll. Um, so yeah, that's why I think that you know Jason Tatum isn't a superstar yet, but we're mm-hmm. seeing him become that through his consistency. So that's yeah. that's all I meant by him not being a superstar yet. Yeah, JT. JT is definitely JT is definitely like if I like I said, I
0: think he is. Most people, I think he's like right on the edge though for a lot of people, and I think that like that's a good place to have him. But hey, yeah. I think this playoff series though, like if he, if he goes ahead and beats the Bucs, like how many performances is it going to take for you to throw him in that superstar category?
2: No, if he beats the Bucks, he's a superstar. And he's been, he's been cleaning him. up this
0: season, so this uh, playoffs at least. Very wow. good. I'd say he's probably been the best player in the playoffs, actually.
1: So let me let 100 so far so far uh i would i would say he's been he's been the best player in the class but let me let me flip that let me flip that jr you asked a great question you 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 asked a great question you said "Does this tatum winning this series Does that throw him to the superstar category great question let me flip it though <laughs> if Giannis pulls this out is he is he on the mountain rushmore of the bucks of of all time
0: oh well the mountain rushmore is four
1: it. people okay okay all right he's
2: not is top he, four is, is he he top it, he'd be top he, 10 all time i think top 10 is all he time? not
1: itching in is he not itching in top five think about it we're talking about a two-time a two-time mvp a defensive player of the year a nba champion who, five, did not, who did though? not but listen, but listen but yeah. listen who did not jump who did not jump from team to team stayed on his team we're talking about again a defensive player of the year, a MVP, an NBA champion, and if he does this, if he pulls out this series, there's just, in my in my books, there's just no way Giannis isn't considered a top five GOAT in my.
0: Opinion. It's tough. Look, look, I mean, you look at, at the, the all the there's 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 five better players than Giannis, I think career wise. And remember, Giannis was the, what was it, like the fifteenth pick in the draft, so it's not like he went to a horrible team when he started, right? I know the Bucks weren't anything, but it's not like you know. But usually he took them. Number one overall him. picks go to a horrible team, and 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 I don't know. Like I think it's going to be a little bit tough to put them top five, just because you have obviously LeBrons, you have your your Kobe's, your Jordans, your your Kareem's, Magic. your Magics. That's already five people, and then we haven't even got to Shaq to one yeah. who was doing this too, by the way? one was just doing it before we were really old enough to know or alive for some of us. But uh <laughs> Duncan, Olajuwon. Kobe.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: Duncan. there's a lot.
2: Larry and those Burley. guys, uh, a lot of those hey, guys, hey, a you, lot of those start, guys have multiple championships. Yeah. You Larry
0: Burley was cleaning up back in the day too. You Oscar start to Robertson. Look,
1: look, guys, look, I hear you, but Giannis isn't even close to being done. Oh, yeah. isn't even yeah, first sure, sure. done? Can
0: he get there by the end of his career? Yeah, but like, can you say like Giannis wins this title when retires after this? I can't put him top five. Here. Oh
1: man, oh, oh man. he's done so far. So for who are game. you bumping from the list? For, for 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 I mean, look. In my opinion, and 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 again, because the way I look at it is like these older older players just just like you yeah, drop I, Giannis. I like- look, listen, no hold on, hold on. Drop Giannis back when Kareem used to play. He would be the best player to ever touch the ball you know what i'm saying so if yeah, you really. so i don't know about, i don't know about this I, I, maybe like will chamberlain because you played against
0: plumbers but like i don't yeah. know i don't know about i don't know about yeah i was I mean, gonna kareem s- was
2: playing the 70s and 80s yeah i was gonna say maybe uh you know if you put Giannis in the bill russell era Giannis yeah. would be a god yeah <laughs> but i mean but those do you guys g- were not athletic like Giannis.
1: Agreed. Those, you know, the, the the argument usually is the 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 aggression, the dominance. Like they were just a lot more physical back in the day. You don't think Giannis can handle that physicality? He you could. don't think Giannis has got? You don't but, think Giannis has has a, especially for seventies and eighties above average skill set for those guys? For those guys, he has an above average skill set. So you're, I'm I'm thinking if you place Giannis, so what back is the then,
0: what is the era? What is the era? Like, where do you, where do you, is it, is it 80s, is it 70s? Because I could probably name you five players that are better than Giannis that played in the 90s or later, in my opinion. I give think, me, I give think me, give me, give me five. Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, Magic Duncan. Johnson. Uh, Duncan. if you, yeah, Duncan, <sighs> Phil O'Neill. On. I'm not going, I'm hey, extremely dominant.
1: Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm disrespecting Duncan, but I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not going to put Duncan, Duncan, Duncan all time. was cold. Duncan, Duncan was, was cold, but look cold. what Giannis is doing. Yes.
2: Look Dun- Duncan, Duncan
0: did everything but slower. Duncan was getting <laughs> yeah. your mid-range shots. Duncan was ding- Duncan was locking up the best big man on, on, the, other na- on the other on the other team. Uh, dude, uh, Duncan was solid. He was getting mid-range. He was he was a great defensive presence. He was extremely consistent. Um I, I don't know. It's kind of t- I don't and he's got oh, four, t- four or five I- rings to go with it.
1: Like uh, yeah, I think he I think he's got I, think he's got I mean, five, he had uh, a great
0: team, but, yeah, but so five. does Giannis. So does Giannis like Chris Middleton and I know Chris Middleton, Drew Hall, they're not Tony Parker, Mana Ginobili. and uh or, or, or Holders. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah and I, I get that, I get that. But uh but uh I, I think I think you could you could definitely make an argument for Tim Duncan being better than Giannis. I personally rank Tim Duncan over Giannis for now, but like like you said, when it's all said and done, I mean how old is Giannis like twenty-eight, like he's still gotta he's still gotta uh, a good couple of years still so uh, when it's all said and done maybe you could look at you could look at placing on top five but just after this season I don't know to be honest with you John I might even I might even scare you when I say this but I don't even know if I would have to really think about if he'd even be top 10 after this after this season if he took and retired this season there's a there's a lot of good players and well, been, the, league, the league's had a lot of good players
2: he's definitely top 20 right now but... Top 20 for sure Probably 10, top I wouldn't I wouldn't go there yet. Top 10, no, so, maybe top 15, yeah. But 10, at, I don't know. At yeah, the end of his career, I can see at the end of his career, he's wow, got the shot. Guys. But then another thing, too, is remember,
0: you there are there there are active players that might be ahead of him. You might have Steph Curry ahead of him. You might have Kevin Duran ahead of him. You I, I mean, obviously LeBron. I think i just Look, general consensus, but if
1: if if Giannis beats the bucks I mean, if, if, if Giannis, Giannis beats, beats the celtics,
0: celtics without chris milton
1: without chris milton in the series i'm putting him above KD. not as a score but as an overall player if i if i gotta make a pick if i gotta go out there and he's i'm a I'm, defender I'm, he's a great defender he can literally do everything on the court and he could he wasn't the greatest shooter and he's now he's and at least risen, a, he's a you decent can, shooter though
2: you can't you can't leave him open you can't leave him you, open you can make the argument you can make the argument he's not even in his prime yet he's still you know improving i mean this season he's come with a jumper you know it's not great but it's consistent enough so he's getting better i think i think yeah he's not a
0: player like you can't leave him open but i think if you put some some contest on a shot like he's not so knocked down like you would you know you contest. There's some players like like Kate, like you said, Kate. Obviously, Katie is probably one of the most unguardable players of all time. So maybe that's not the best example, but you could look at. It. There's a lot of players in the league that you could probably contest a shot and they still make it. You know, and I don't think Giannis is there, but I'm not asking him to be a shooter. He's he's a six ten, six eleven power forward whose game is predicated on strength and agility. So I don't need him to be a shooter. But it's like you, you look that there's a lot of players in that top ten list who kind of do it all, are are athletic, are physical, are strong players. So
1: it's man i mean hey, look, guys, look i mean that, that 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 that's insane i mean i i just i just need people to give my boy Giannis his his, his praise and respect man because he definitely doing it man but look, and, one so, thing,
0: and one thing before we leave this real quick though if we put kareem in today's age would he not do well because i think he would
2: yeah he would, mm, he, that he would sky hook he'd do well. Skyhook
0: right is unstoppable in any era
2: like,
1: the, okay. yes that's yes that skyhook would do well but just um, the, the the skill play was it's just on another level it's just on another, yeah. another level I mean, we mean got, like we, have, we no i'm just I, I, mean, I mean as far as just as, as everything look uh i this might not be the greatest example because the nets just got bounced but bruce brown okay bruce brown is a guard who has this skill and the ability to guard bigs Right. I'm not saying he would be. I'm not saying he's going to be guarding that sky hook, but I'm saying that we his skill set is so like he is. He is quick feet. He's smart. Uh, all these things. Mark is smart. He oftentimes is guarding the other team's bigs, And that's because the the, the skill set. I just think that these players nowadays are just just too skilled. I think the last are, like generation that's that you can start seriously, genuinely being like, oh, like this guy may be better than that. And I think it's that Larry and uh, uh Larry magic. It was Larry magic. Okay. So the eighties. Yeah. Larry magic. And the rest is just like, man, he's just, like, he's just mind, you. Old. Like, you're not mind you Kareem played in the eighties
0: and he was like, and he was like in his late thirties and he was giving it to them boys. He was like <laughs> yep. LeBron out here. He was like 36, oh, no, 37. And like, he wasn't, he wasn't prime Kareem, but he was still like, I mean, there's a reason he's a top scorer of all time. And it's not just because he played for what, 20, 22 years. Uh, he's he's a consistent scorer. He's he's definitely a bucket getter. Yeah,
2: so well. so so real quick before we end the topic here on this series, if you're the Celtics, how would you defend the the Bucks? Would you put Jason Tatum on Giannis because that's gonna take some of his offense away from Tatum because uh, that's one hell of an assignment to have to guard Giannis. Yeah. Um, would you try and, you know, see if Robert Williams can do it, Al Horford, uh, who would you put on Giannis?
1: Me, me personally, that, that was actually, that was actually the next question I, I was having. Do you, do you have Tatum on Giannis? Me personally, I don't go with Tatum on Giannis just because the tape, Tatum is so important for the Celtics to be great offensively that like you don't want him getting tired. You know You don't want him getting worn out trying to guard a player, a player like Giannis who's going to bump into him, give it to him. I think you, I think, yes, you, you try, you try to, to go to whole time. Lord Rob will uh, Rob Williams way. But I think you just kind of have to throw, do a, t- a team collective thing, man. You got to constantly be building that wall. You got to be throwing bodies. I know Marcus Smart isn't big enough, but Marcus Smart needs to be there to double every time on the catch. Every time Giannis catches the ball, they need to be harassing him, harassing him, harassing him, and get back. I've said this before on this pod. The Celtics have amazing defensive rotations. I don't see them miss defensive rotations rarely. Uh, I, I rarely see them miss uh, defensive rotations. So I think that – You 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 really you you try to go rob uh you know rob Williams on him, but uh that's your one guy is not gonna work. You have to throw multiple bodies at him. Uh he has he has to definitely see Al Horford in the paint every single time when he gets down low. I know Al Horford's like 50, but the man's like you know, he's a he's a big body down low, and that's where Giannis is gonna be looking to get to, man. So I think that Al Horford's gotta be up there big, standing like a wall. They they gotta build a wall, man. You don't guard Giannis one-on-one.
0: I I agree with the I agree with a little bit of a collective effort, but I think Jason Tatum is taking the bulk of those minutes offensively Cause I agree, you don't want to get him tired, but at the same time, you need to contain Giannis. Cause if you don't contain Giannis, it's I mean, like like I mentioned the this 50, 50 point game in the finals. I'm pretty sure he scored 50 out of the Bucks, 105 points. Like so it's not just like let him get his and then everyone else, like then they'll lose the game. Like, no, I like. You really need to have your best player guarding your best players. Personally, if I'm the Bucs, I'm definitely putting Giannis on Tatum. And if I'm the Celtics, I think I'd, I, I would do a collective effort, but I would definitely have the bulk of the minutes on Tatum because he's a great defender. He did a great job on Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant wasn't an easy task, and they swept those boys. So, you know, I think that uh, you got to just put best player on best player. And that's what
2: everybody wants to see, too. Man, Absolutely. <laughs> what about you, Scott? How are you doing it? Um, yeah, I would probably do the – the team as a whole. And then in the fourth quarter, I would probably throw uh, Tatum on Giannis. But I was just going to one last thing is that this is going to be such a fun defensive matchup on both sides. You know, Drew Holiday against Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart was critical for the Celtics against the Nets. Um, You know, Drew Holiday, uh, players are shooting 17% worse than their normal field goal percentage when Drew Holiday is defending them. So, um, you know, Marcus Smart, he's not going to be this he's not going to be getting 20 points, 11 assists like he did in that last game against the Nets. Um, So, you know, it's really going to come down to Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, really. But, yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough defensively having to put your star on the other star just because you don't want them to lose that offensive side of their game. Um, But, yeah, I would probably have to put Tatum on Giannis at some point in the game, probably in the fourth quarter when it really, really nice. um, gets, gets rough out there.
1: Okay. All right. So look guys, so we, we, we you know, we talked about the series, you talked about some X factors, Who's gonna guard who? Uh, we even digressed a little bit and got into uh, and got into if Giannis is gonna be top ten, top five. But you know, what we haven't done yet. We haven't put our picks on wax. And Junior, you know what we do over here, man. We like to put stuff on wax. We don't ride defense. We are straight up about our answer and we stick to it. So look, guys, um, with Chris Middleton being out and the Celtics being the number one defense in the league and having so many bodies to be able to throw at Giannis and really what I think they're going to do is they're just, just going to you know, build that wall and really force Pat Connaughton, uh, Wesley, uh, Wesley Matthews, and just Jordan O'Reilly, uh, Grayson Allen, all these other guys to have those big games. And yes, Grayson Allen just had a career series last series uh, going to get, going up against the number one defense in the Celtics since, since January, since 2020, uh, 2022. And without Chris Middleton over there, man, I just, I just, I just can't see the Bucs getting it done, man. And, and it's crazy to say, because I had the Bucks winning the championship. I really did. I really had the Bucs winning the championship, but junior, you hit it on the head by saying uh, you take Chris Middleton out of that Bucks team. They don't even make it to the finals. So you take Chris Middleton out of this Bucks team. I don't think that they make it, man. So unfortunate. Cause I was wrong about my pick, but, um, but, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go with my pick being Celtics in seven. I think no matter what it's going to a seven game series, but not having that playmaker and Chris Middleton is gonna hurt, man. But Junior, what's your pick?
0: Yeah, no, I agree with you. You said you said everything I was gonna say. Fully healthy teams, I would have Bucks probably in seven. Uh, without Chris Middleton, it's I think it's too tall of an ask. I was thinking Celtics in six, maybe seven. We can't ride the fence here. I'm going Celtics in seven.
2: Well, I'm gonna be the odd man out. I'm I just believe in Giannis. Giannis to me is the best player in the NBA right now. He's, I don't think that Tatum is going to be able to stop him. I think he's going to, you know, give him some trouble, but I don't think he's going to stop him. I think that the Bucs are going to pull this out somehow. I think as a collective unit, they have so many guys that can step up. Bobby Portis, Pat Connaughton, Grayson Allen, Drew Holiday. I mean, all these guys can all step in, make big shots. So I'm going to go with the Bucs in seven.
0: I, I, I want the Bucks to win. I'm gonna put that on the record. So like, me too, if I'm me, wrong too. About that,
1: me too, like, me too, me too. Cool, <laughs> I, I, I would I, I, I mean I think the Celtics are gonna win. But yeah, I would rather the Bucks win and Giannis get another um, another championship. And my, and our boy Jay Hill also has, uh, also has Celtics in seven. So, uh, so we got, we, we, we we, also, we, we
0: all got seven game series at least. So this I is mean, yeah, I
1: think it's going to a seven game for sure, but it, Hey, I just want to say it's funny because we were all so confident that the Nets and Celtics were going to seven. seven. And that was the yeah. only sweep out of the, all the first the round, man. I <laughs> so I just, just want to add that.
0: But you guys yeah. saw the stats, right? That they were all like decided by like a, collect- like a cumulative 14 points or something yeah. like the margin of, the margin of victory when you add them all up was like 14 points like it's crazy it was the most it was the most like it was the closest sweep i've ever seen yes. but a sleep nonetheless so yeah man,
1: man it, was, oh. it was
0: incredible i gotta take my hats off to the celtics for that
1: and so the celtics just finished up a great series and now they you know not now they got another uh great series to look forward to all right guys so let's go ahead and get into this next series man it's warriors versus the grizzlies man it's unfortunately our boy jay could not be here you know he's Dove Nation, strong man. Dove Nation, faithful. But uh, let's talk. Let's talk about this series, guys. I think let's talk about this series, guys. I think this is going to be a great guard play uh, in this series, man. I mean, we have John Moran, we have Desmond Bain, we have. Uh, Curry, Clay, Poole. I mean, we just just the, the, the guard play is definitely going to be crazy, man. And you know, you know, NBA playoffs is here when teams have only thirty six hours to turn around and be ready to play. I mean, the Grizzlies just uh, just yesterday, because I mean, we recorded recording on Saturday. Just yesterday, beat the Timberwolves. And on Sunday, which is going to be tomorrow, they got to they got to turn around and get ready to play, man. But that's you know, that's that, that, that's how NBA playoffs go, man. You know, that, that's how you get rewarded for being a dominant team. You know, the Warriors were able to put the nuggets out and uh, they had a couple of days to rest, man. But let's get in, I want. I just wanted to say that because that's how, you know, NBA playoffs is here, man. But let's talk. I want to talk about some key things, man. I think uh, for the Grizzlies, I think some key way is some key things for them is going to be is to find a way to keep an extremely balanced attack. And, like, I, what I mean by that is saying – what I mean by that is, like, saying, like – like, I mean, the Warriors, it's no surprise that they're not the greatest team at defending the big position. And, yes, you know, Draymond Green's been been doing a good job at that. But he's only one person. So, I, so I think the Grizzlies always need to have at least two shooting bigs, which they have. They have, a, they, they have multiple shooting bigs on their team. They need to have at least two shooting bigs out there to force the Warriors' defense to decide whether you want to stop that paint presence, or or if you're going to stop the uh, the, the, the three-point shooting of the Grizzlies, man. And I also think Triple J, you know, Triple J is going to be huge to that. Um, you know, when I talk about shooting bigs, he is the number one shooting big that that, that they have on their team that really is going to help them be, be able to stretch the floor. Uh, the only problem with Triple J is he just – he isn't too consistent, man. He isn't too consistent, gets in way too much foul trouble. And the last series, fouled out of two games. So that, that right there is a key for the Grizzlies. He five uh, in the last game exactly right so so uh um that's a key for the Grizzlies the Grizzlies need the Grizzlies need to keep that uh keep that on check keep that on lock because if he's not out there I don't think they really stand even stand a chance uh against against his Warriors team and another key point that I got to bring up is this second chance points man the Grizzlies right now they rank first in the league for offensive rebounding while the Warriors ranked 27th in the league for offensive rebounding so I think that I, I think that the, the the rebounding, hitting the glass, who who who's dominating that every game is going to be a key factor. I mean, these second chance buckets. As basketball players, we know that you know that, that's huge. It's how you get back into games, and then especially if the Warriors decide to run that death lineup of uh, Curry, Poole, uh, Clay, Wiggins, and Draymond, which is you know good lineup, all all good players, but it's just extremely small. Um, and I just I'm, I'm interested to see how that's going to go on the on the glass. I think that's, I think that's a key for the Grizzlies to definitely uh, keep Triple J out there, um, be big on the glass. And I think for the Warriors, it's just flexing their depth, man. I mean, Curry, Clay, Poole, uh, Andrew Wiggins. And, and when Andrew Wiggins shows up, the Warriors legitimately have like a serious big three. But the problem is he doesn't, he doesn't show up all the time. That's his big problem. But I think the biggest key factor for the Warriors here is Andrew Wiggins being the Andrew Wiggins that we know and and is the all-star.
0: Yeah. Austin Andrew Wiggins is going to be the difference maker. I think that, um, I mean, look, honestly, the Warriors is just on. They just have, I think they have too good of a team to be losing to the Grizzlies personally. And I don't think it's really going to take them more than six games, I think, to win the series. Uh, The Grizzlies have been played particularly well against the Warriors this season. They're three and one against the Warriors. But the problem is regular season basketball is one thing, playoff basketball is another, you know, and. I mean, you have guys. A lot, a lot of the Warriors team is young, and they have had a lot of turnover since the, the the titles, the teams that won them titles. But the core is the same, and you know those guys are winners. Those guys are winners, and and you know they have championship experience. And the Grizzlies, while they did make a playoff run last year as well, they they're they're a young team, and you know at some point, experience plays a big factor. And 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 the only thing that I think could be beneficial to the to the Grizzlies is the fact that because they're young, they did seem, they does seem to be the healthiest team so far uh, this season. They have had to deal with the least amount of injuries because, you know, they have young fit athletes. And I think that, uh, that's obviously the best type of ability, like we always say is availability. So, you know, the, 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 the Grizzlies being out there and, you know, just being able to put up, have a healthy team, they'll, they'll put up a fight, but it's, it's tough to see them. uh, It's tough to see them winning more than two games in this series, just because the Warriors are just, just out, they outmatched them, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I am not impressed with the Grizzlies at all so far this playoffs, given they are inexperienced. But, I mean, they had trouble with the Wolves. Now, the Wolves are were the number one offense in the league, but we saw how bad the, the Wolves can be, how low their basketball IQ was. Uh, John Morant didn't show up uh, for that first series, not the way he should have. Uh, Desmond Bain was huge. Uh, he averaged 24 points per game on 50, 48, 90% shooting uh, in that first round. Uh, but, you know, who's going to stop Steph? Cur- Steph Curry has put up big numbers this season against the Grizzlies. He's putting up 36.3 points, seven rebounds, 7.3 assists on 64.3% true shooting. That's <laughs> you can't, yeah, you be. cannot get better in that. So, you know, we have to see, you know, what Jock can do, who's going to contain Steph. Uh, You brought up Andrew Wiggins. Look, if the Warriors, if they're one thing, if they have to rely on Andrew Wiggins to win the series, they already lost. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) so uh, let's not, you know, go overboard by trying to rely on Andrew Wiggins. Um, But like you said, uh, Junior, I mean... The Warriors are just so experienced. They have so much playoff experience. They have played so many series like this, um, and you know we just saw the Grizzlies get out of their first series. So, you know it's it's going to be a tough one. But you know the biggest strength for the Grizzlies in the during the regular season was fast breaks, second chance points. Um, you know, just full court offense. In the playoffs, we all know. The game slows down. You play half court offense most of the time. And that is where the Grizzlies have the biggest problem. They want to, you know, run and gun. They, you know, they're trying to go up and down the court as fast, as, as fast as they can. In the playoffs, it just doesn't happen that way. So, you know, I think that the uh, Warriors are going to take advantage of that. Although the Warriors do like playing fast, fast pace as well. Um, but the Warriors know how to do it efficiently. <laughs> and yeah. the, the Grizzlies are still, you know, trying to work those kinks out. Uh, like you said, Jaron Jackson Jr., he's gonna be big, but man, he cannot foul out in 18 minutes. The other the other game he fouled out in 18 minutes. That's just crazy to me. Um, you know, he's he's gonna be their number one rim protector. Um so you know, really they just have to kind of swarm that three point that three point line to keep Steph. Play, you know, all those shooters off of that three point line, and make them attack the basket and go up against, you know, their rim protector and Jaron Jackson Jr. I think that that's what the Grizzlies need to do to um, put themselves in a better uh, position to win the series.
1: Absolutely, man, and For sure. and. And, and one thing, that, and one thing that, that, that I'll add is something that I'm, I definitely am interested to see. Is I, I'm interested to see how the Warriors' uh, starting lineup is going to look like because we, we usually know Klay Thompson hides Curry on defense by, you know, he usually takes the better guard defender on another team, and he guards them because, I mean, Curry just isn't, isn't the greatest defender, and Klay Thompson is a, is a great defender. Um, while I think John Moran is a better player than Desmond Bain, and I, I think everyone would agree with me. Desmond Bain played much better in that last series. And I don't think Desmond yeah. Bain nor nor John Morant is a good matchup for Curry to be defending. Yeah. Just isn't just just isn't a good defender. But uh, with all that, with all that being said, uh, I still think the Warriors are going to be able to, are going to be able to pull this out. I, I, I Jinder, did you say six or five? I said six. You said six. Okay. I'm going to, I'm pushing one more. I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to go seven. And the reason I'm going to go seven is I, like I said, good. That Grizzlies height. You know what I mean, uh, especially if the Warriors run that death line, uh, run that death lineup, the Grizzlies second chance buckets, second chance buckets that, that they're going to get. And more than anything, Shaba, you said it, John Moran played like booty cheeks in that last series. And yes, it was the wolves and the, and the Warriors are so much better than, so much better than the wolves. D- the Grizzlies still got it done. Now, if you yeah. keep all that keep keep all that there and add John Morant, uh, generational talent, I think I think that at least can bode you uh, bode you good for three games, and then that and then that last game, that seventh game, I think. Game sevens, you know what they usually are to me. There are who's the best player, who's going to rise to the occasion, and I think the Warriors not only have a deeper team, but they also have just the best player in the in in the series and that experience and, and probably the that's, second
0: best player too. I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
1: they uh, can have an argument though, like Clay uh, yeah, is nice no, you got like you got. Yeah, a very good argument. It's a very good argument, but but they they, they have more of the of the better players than the, than the Grizzlies. They're a deeper yeah, team, and sure. I just, and what they experience. Shabba, you said it best, man. I think that um, they have the experience to play in a half-court type offense. They have the experience to run fast-paced, so they can really match the
2: Grizzlies in any way. So I'm going to go Warriors in seven for this one. What you got, Shabu? Like I said, that last series did not make me feel good about the Grizzlies, so I'm going to go Warriors in five. Ooh. Okay, you got five, six, and seven. Yeah. The, look,
0: the only thing I think that would help the Grizzlies a lot is the fact that they were down by double digits. I think in, like, every single one of their wins that series. Like, I think it was, yeah. like, 13 yeah. was the smallest deficit. So one thing that's for sure is they they got used to being in a position with their backs up against the wall and responding well. And they did that every time. Now, obviously, like both you guys said, responding against the Minnesota Timberwolves is one thing. Against the Golden State Warriors is a very different thing. Uh, so we'll have to see if ha- they're going to have enough gas in the tank to get there. But honestly, it was like um, I think Desmond Bain was given an interview after Game Six, and they brought up how much like like the, the Grizzlies are constantly you know in a losing position where they come out and win. And Desmond Bain said that they don't want to be in that position. You know <laughs> they do it because they have to. They can get, they can get out of it, but they don't want to be there. And they have to be careful because being there, like 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 we said, being there against the Wolves is one thing. Against the Warriors is a completely different thing. Like the Warriors are good enough to keep teams there. So Absolutely. it's it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be something that the, the, the Grizzlies are just going to have to learn how to really get get out the gate running and keep running right and I, and I think that is going to maybe get them two games. That's why
2: I put them in six. Okay, all right, and then yeah, boy, just w- just real quick, up, real quick, the Grizzlies cannot afford to go down twenty six points to the Warriors. Man. They're not yeah, going to come over. back from that. They're not coming so, back from the
1: Warriors. Yeah, so they, they agreed, need to stay in the game. Yeah. Agreed, yeah. But, I
2: like that.
1: Go ahead, John. No I, I no, I was just gonna say Allie, I like that. They're not coming back with 26-point Warriors.
0: No, but I just wanted to say something though about this first round series. So, like not predicting the next series anymore, but Grizzlies Timberwolves was a great series. Like, i I think series. we're seeing we're seeing the makings of a rivalry, I think. Like, I think that they're both young teams that are gonna be good for the next couple of years. I mean, they are like the two youngest teams in the league, right? Or I think the Grizzlies are the youngest and the uh
2: okay so the, probably the players. Players oh, Rockets
0: yeah. yeah yeah oh yeah aside from the Rockets right but but basically it's two young teams in the league and, and the playoffs be, yeah exactly they're going to be battling it out for years to come like I think I think this is the makings of a rivalry like we could see you know maybe they're going to end up getting a couple of primetime games next season because this series like the, the, the guys were going at him new saw John Moran was getting booed in Minnesota and Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards were getting booed in, in, in Memphis, so it's 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 becoming a good, It's gonna be it's gonna become a good rivalry,
2: I think. Real quick though, um, just ending on this note, Anthony Edwards is gonna be a star. Anthony that guy, is. That so guy is legit.
1: That guy yeah, is. Legit. so cool. That's Fearless. I, I will say, guys, like
0: I don't know if Pat M. should have been taking a shot with the game on the line. Like, I know they doubled Anthony Edwards, but that that shot that he took, basically the last shot that the, that the Wolves had in this in this last game, where I think he had, like, a little bit of a lane, but then he, like, dribbled back, stepped mm-hmm. back, and took it, like, he pumped fake, the defender went by, he took a three, like, Patrick Beverly's not the person who needs to be taking shots with with the series on the line, like, no. I, I personally believe the ball should have somehow made its way back to Anthony Edwards, or at the very least, Carl Anthony Towns with D'Angelo Russell, but... Really should have been Anthony Edwards, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, the best player needs to have the ball in their hands. I, I, yeah. I, I, the the I
0: Grizzlies think. doubled them though. They, they closed it down. They said they forced Pat Beverly to take the shot. So it's the same thing with the Jazz, too. They forced Bogdanovich to take that shot.
2: And he that, did. the way they stopped the ball from being able to get to Anthony Edwards, they need to do that on a consistent basis yeah. against the Warriors with Clay, with Steph, with Jordan Poole. They really need, the problem is that the Warriors, everybody so can, shots. Everybody yeah. can yeah. do that. Yeah. You
0: got Gary Payton, the second coming off the bench, hitting down shots. That's man. the thing that the Warriors are incredibly deep. So man, it's just sorry. like you
2: shut one guy down, they got hundreds and hundreds of options. So man, Gary Payton, it's a tough task. Gary Payton uh the second, I bet we're gonna see a lot of him guarding John Morant. And that is gonna be really fun. That is gonna be, be so
1: much fun. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun to see that. It's gonna be fun to see when uh when Clay Thompson tries to try... it's gonna be interesting to see when when Clay Thompson tries to get out there on them. Um, cause just man, this is gonna be a super exciting series, and then uh I definitely wanna wanna include here for for, for my boy. This is Jay, uh Jay has worries in five. So he's he he's agreeing with you, Sean. He's feeling confident, he's, got, he's, he's feeling <laughs> confident, man. My boy got worries in five. I mean, I don't blame him. Um war, war, Warriors are looking good right now, so So, all right, so then let's keep it pushing, man, and let's get to the next series. Shaba, this is why we got you on the pod. I mean, you are a guy, Shaba. You know what I'm saying? We love to just have you on, but this is why we really have you on the pod. It's the Suns versus Mavs series. And uh, honestly, Shaba, I'm just going to give you the floor. You know, go ahead and. Floor is yours, brother. Floor is yours, my brother. Talk to me about whatever you feel, whatever you see.
2: Okay, so I feel I was telling uh, John when we weren't recording, I was telling him that this Mavericks team is really different. Okay. Everyone. And I talked about this too with you, you know, everyone's saying, Oh, the sons have won the last nine games against the Mavs. The Suns own the Mavs, blah, blah, blah. The sons have not seen this Mavericks team. This Mavs team was the second best defensive team in the league since January, 2022 behind the Celtics. Uh, we ended the season, I think seventh, something like that, because we were really bad at the beginning. Um, we are the best um we're the best team at defending the three-point line, which is gonna be huge against the Suns because the Suns, their strengths are three pointers and jumpers. They don't really attack the basket as much. Um, so the Mavs are really gonna have to make them do that. Now, the problem with that is that the Mavs really don't have much interior defense. So that is gonna be a problem because we have we only have two bigs. We only have Dwight Powell and Maxi Kleba. And whenever one of those guys gets into um foul trouble we have to put dorian finney smith at the five and he's like six eight so our big thing is small ball it worked against the jazz um i think it can work against the Suns. i don't think that deandre look deandre is way better than rudy at least offensively yes. um so they can at least rely on him to make some shots but um you know deandre Ayton is you know, he's not very good in contact. You know, he's not as physical. Um, so I think that we can do well with that. But yeah, this Mavs team, we have Luka Doncic, who is going to be, he's going to end, he's going to end easily. We were talking about Giannis, uh, where he stands now. At the end of his career, Luka is going to be a top 10 easy. And I would even push top five. Wow. Um, yeah. Jalen. He he's going to
1: need
0: some rings for that, Shava. He he, he's he's going to get it. He's
2: going to get it. He's going to get it. Jalen Brunson was huge he he came out as a star coming into this series everyone was saying oh Jalen's gonna make 20 million dollars he's gonna easily make 30 okay so the Mavs better pay him here in the offseason Jalen Brunson 27.8 points 4.8 rebounds 4.2 assists 48 percent from the field 36 percent from three 85 percent from the free throw line I mean he was huge I mean he we even with Luca in the game, when once Luca came back, sometimes I didn't feel as comfortable with Luca handling the ball. I wanted Jalen to take it because it feels like Jalen is just instant buckets. Uh, I mean, he just goes into the paint against. He was going up against Rudy Gobert, the two, three-time Defensive Player of the Year, the number one shot blocker, and Jalen Brunson was just taking him to town. Um, so we got Luca, we got. Um, Jalen, we have Reggie Bullock, who is an incredible perimeter defender. We have Dorian uh, Finney-Smith, who is the second best defender in the playoffs. Um, I mean, this team is just completely different. We we were the slowest-paced team in the regular season, which is actually good because, like I said, in the playoffs, the game slows down. So we're really good at half-court offense, so we're really going to work that well. And look – the Pelicans expose the Suns here in the first round. The Suns are not this, you know, majestic team. Like, everyone is talking about the Suns like they were the Warriors in 2017. No, 2016. Uh, you know, this Mavs team can really expose this team. And I think that we're really – I think this is going to be a seven-game series. And I'm going to say Luca is clearly going to be the best player um, in this series. Now, he is going to have Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson on him. But no one can stop Luca. I don't know if you've ever noticed, but no one. Luca went up against Kawhi and Paul George and Patrick Beverly, the three best, three of the best defenders in the whole league. And he ended with like 48 points in a game seven. So I'm not worried about that. Um, But yeah, this map seemed like I said, we are completely different. Um, We're a great defensive team. We can score. We're a great three point shooting team. We're reliable now. I mean, everything about this um, Mavericks team screams 2011 to me. There's so many um, coincidences that are, that are so alike, except Dirk, but we do have, (laughs) we do have Luka Doncic. So uh, look, as long as we have Luka, I'm not worried. Um, The number one thing though, is Jalen Brunson. He is going to have a lot more length to go up against with the Suns, And that has been a problem for Jalen Brunson in the past. So, you know, if Jalen can, you know, just keep attacking and, you know, get shifty with it, you know, he's got, he's got, he has to have maybe even the best footwork in the entire league. If you watch Jalen Brunson down in the paint. So, you know, if he can just expose those guys, as long as Jalen can continue, I'm not going to expect him to average almost 30 points, but if he can stay in that 20, 25 point range, along with Luca doing what he does in our defense, um, you know, as long as we can run the Suns players off of that three point line, I think we're golden. And I think that the Mavs are going to get this in seven.
1: Wow. Look, Shabba, look, Hey, I love it. I love, I love it. And I, I love the maps. I love Luca hookah. Luca is my guy, but <laughs> I, I just look, when I look at this series, I look back to, to, you know, that, that, that jazz and, and map series. And I give, all the respect to Jalen Brunson, and all the especially because prior to that series, I I, I said exactly what, what you were talking about. I said that I think I think that the length of the Jazz is just going to be a little bit too much for Jalen Brunson, but he proved he, he proved me wrong. Just took advantage of that drop of that drop coverage, and I give all respect to Josh Green who was out there doing his thing. Trey Burke, um, uh, Maxi uh, Maxi Klebe, all these. You know, bigs that stretch the floor that can shoot. Because to be real with you, in my opinion, like that, what that was the reason that 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 the Mavs uh, uh, that the Mavs won. They took advantage of that drop coverage, right? Because Aiden could uh, not Aiden um, Gobert, Gobert could not come up. If, if if Gobert came up, he's getting burnt by. He's getting burnt by every time. And I mean, we saw in that series multiple times where they would get the switch simply just come back reset and just go straight by straight uh, straight by, uh, by go bear because he can't stay with nobody in the in in the perimeter and the bigs right like a max uh, a Maxi Kliba, josh green all they would do is they would just pick and pop pick and pop all day and it was a bucket but DeAndre Aiden is a different beast, man. We saw him last year in the NBA Finals. In the NBA Finals, staying with Drew – I'm not saying that he was guarding Drew Holiday, but there was multiple possessions where he was staying with Drew Holiday out in the perimeter. And he can and he's a great rim protector. So, you talk, so we're, we're talking about somebody who can protect the rim and now can – doesn't have to play that job coverage, so I don't think Jalen Brunson get as many of those mid-rangeers that he got. I don't think Maxi goes off like the way he did because he doesn't get those easy pick and pops. Josh Green doesn't get those. Trey Burke can't just simply exploit the other team's big just because he's hella quick, right? I don't. I think that all these all these things are it's just going to be a little bit too much, and also the, the Suns don't really make too many team mistakes, man. I mean, CP three is a, the... neither do we. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, agreed. Wait, agreed. Well,
2: but, we, J- we, we barely
1: we Spencer barely
2: turn over the ball. We had two games where we where we got less than three turnovers, two games against Utah. And that's normal. We're the lowest turnover team in the league this season. That, that's yeah. a fact. But, uh-huh. but you know what I think?
0: What I think though is that the the, the Suns are just better than the Jazz in every single category. So yeah. everything is just going to like you have Gobert eight and better. Right. And then you t- we're talking about big, you're talking about guards. You have Mitchell Booker is better. You have Conley CP three is better. Like I think it's just going to get increasingly everything. more difficult. Like that's, that's the part that I think is going to force more turnovers as well.
1: So And, and I, here's, and here's my, and here's my point right here. This is everything that, this is the reason that I have that I have the Suns winning and 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 it is no disrespect to the Mavs but the reason why I have the Suns winning is because they are extremely switchable man we know how much the Mavs love to run that pick and roll they love to just simply get switches and and simply get mismatches and and exploit them but the Suns are switchable Aiden can stay outside Mikhail can stay outside Jay Crowder can stay out so they, they they have so many bodies to throw at Luka and I just think that I think that with them having such a deep team, really could c- players that contribute one through like one through 15 contributes. Uh, I think the Suns are going to be a little too deep in there, and they're, they're gonna, in my opinion, I think the Suns are going to take it in five. W- w- in, five? W- in five, that's what man, I, mean. I think. This, man, man. look, guys, hey, gonna log hey, out. Hold on, hey, hold on, okay. <laughs> hey, Shaba, I forgot something actually. Shaba, when I went on your pod, okay, when I'm gonna, I talked about this on my pod, but when I went on your pod. Great time. Hey, everybody, make sure you go check out the Big Shot pod. Amazing podcast. Had a great time talking to him about first round predictions. We were talking about all NBA teams. You did not put Devin Booker in your first uh, uh, all NBA first team. Okay, do you now see the importance of this? Because your point, your point that day was your point was Devin Booker, when he didn't have all these players on the Suns, they were asked. Okay, well, um, well, first of all, I mean, basketball's played a five-on-five sport, but now you just took Devin Booker out of the Suns because he was hurt with that hamstring injury. And that point you made earlier about the Pelicans ex- exposed him, I don't think the Pelicans did anything. I think Devin Booker wasn't playing. And the fact that Devin Booker wasn't playing, the Pelicans were just able just to – score more and i mean and you saw the importance of deep book but did, did, did that not prove it to you like the the pelicans the team that should not have been there the team that started the season zero 14 got two games on the suns went but the two games that D book was not there does that not to you
2: improve prove his importance yeah i never said he wasn't important to the suns i said that he wasn't a first or second all nba player that's he all i the said. second nope Four
0: guards above him this
2: season. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, no, uh, I think Devin Booker is obviously important. I mean, he's their number one shot maker. But like I said, the Mavs run people off the three point line. Devin Booker and Chris Paul are the only guys that can really consistently get their own shot, everything else is catch and shoot. We run these guys off the three-point line. So there's not going to be as much catch and shoot. So it's really just going to be up to Devin Booker on a, who knows how bad his leg is. Um, He did play the last game, but he wasn't great. Chris Paul, you know, he shows that you can, the Pelicans showed that you can shake up Chris Paul. Now he did come back in that last series or in that last game. Yeah. He did come back for that, which is fine, but like I said, we have great defense. We can run guys off of the three point line. Like I said, it's their number one strength, three pointers and jumpers. And that's our best. Uh, that's what we do best on defense is running guys off those. So really it's, it's going to be up to Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, all those guys getting their own, creating their own shot. And they're not that great at that. So, you know, i I'm confident with the Mavs. And like I said, Mavs in seven, man, Jenner, what you got, man.
0: I mean, this is, this is a tough series. I do. I think that the, uh, the Mavericks have the best player in the series. And that's Luka Doncic. I think he's far superior player to, uh, to Devin Booker. Um, So that's definitely a benefit, but like you said, the, the suns are very, very deep and not that the Mavericks are not deep. I just think the suns are deeper they have uh, a lot of great contributors coming off the bench, and so do the Mavericks. So I don't think it's – I definitely don't have it going in five. Like, I think that's thats the uh, – I think I, I'd have to give the Mavericks a couple more games. But we have to see, one, how is Devin Booker going to be? Because if Devin Booker is going to be, you know, 50% of what, what he usually plays – like, if he plays like how he played in the game he came back, I could see it going to seven and maybe even going on Dallas in seven if Devin Booker plays the way he's, he played the thing is, I don't think he will. I think we're going to get a little bit better performance from Devin Booker throughout the series. So, I actually think we would probably see the Suns winning this in six or seven. I think I definitely don't have it being under six. I'd probably say, Look, I think Luka could definitely take probably one game in Phoenix, definitely, definitely a game at home. The Suns probably would take a game in Dallas. Uh, that's two games. I'm gonna say Suns in seven. I'm going to say Suns and seven, uh, but look, Shabba, this I want the Mavericks to win. Don't get me wrong. I don't like like, I'm like, I'm never
1: coming back. <laughs>
2: never I want, I want back. the
0: Mavericks to win. I just, I just think that the Suns have a really, really good team and they're very deep. And again, not that the Mavericks are not, I just feel that the Suns are a deeper team. And I mean, you see, you're getting, you're still getting valuable minutes from DeVille McGee when they eat not on the floor. You're still getting valuable minutes from, from, you know, all the role players, Mikhail Bridges, as John says, he's like the ultimate, ultimate role player, right? And he I is. think that, I think that they just, there's a lot of pieces in Phoenix that, that you can, like John said, they're a very switchable team. And I think that's going to, a lot of these pieces are going to kind of be able to fall into place and help propel the Mavericks to uh, to the to the Western Conference Finals. That's what Thank I think. You. But it's going to be a good series though. I'm not, I'm not trying to count out the Mavericks at all. Like it's not a slide on the Mavericks. It's just the Suns are a very good team. Uh,
2: and look, um, when we played the Suns earlier this season, Luca didn't play for two games. It was like a two-point game, three-point game, in three of those four games. One of them, we it was like our first game, and it was didn't just count. not good. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like I said, and everyone talks about, oh, the Suns are such a clutch team. They're the number one clutch team. In 2022, the Mavs were the number one clutch yeah. team. So, you know, like I, I said. I don't think the Suns are a clutch
0: team. I just think they're a good team. Like I think that they they kill them early on and they keep their foot in their nets and I think that they're that type
1: of team.
2: Yeah, I, all I'm saying is this is a completely different Mavs team than anything that we've seen the Suns play up against when it comes to Dallas. But we got the best player in the series. I'm For not sure. worried. Mavs in seven.
1: I love it. I love it, Chava. Hey, hey, Shabba, Let me ask. Let me let me ask you something honestly are the Mavs championship ready?
2: I think they can win a championship.
1: I wow. legitimately,
2: really? I legitimately think like against,
1: against, it. you think that like, and not even just, okay. Out the West. Yes. Um, I I wouldn't say I agree with that, but I, I'm I'm not far off, but
2: you think that they could beat the Celtics in seven or, or bucks in the seven game series. I think we can. I think that we can oh, legit. I, like I I'll admit, I'd rather play the Celtics than the bucks went healthy. But uh, yeah, I, I think I've been saying it for the last month or two. This Dallas team is so different. They There's just a different energy to them. Uh, their defense is amazing. Their offense, they're making shots, they're consistent. Our role players are all stepping up. Dorian Finney-Smith has just been amazing defensively and offensively i mean the guy's 30 years old and he still adds stuff to his game every season and he was undrafted and now he's making 55 million dollars you know contract so this and look jason kidd has been amazing i admittedly i did not i was not happy with the hire when we got jason kidd i remember we, you were on the
0: pod when uh, yeah. when they hired him
2: yeah but he has completely turned this team around I don't know what his speeches are at halftime whenever we're down, but anytime we're down at half at the half, Jason Kidd gives some sort of godly speech and the Mavs come back and always come back to win. So I'm not worried. I legitimately think this Mavs team is a contender. And you know what? I love that everyone is counting us out because we always play better when we're underdogs. Whenever we have more pressure on us, that's when. You know, we do kind of lo- get too confident, but, you know, I love being the underdog. So, yeah, Mavs in seven. We got this.
1: I love it. I love a it. And, and uh, yeah, definitely be a good series. And then our, our boy Jay has uh, has sons in six here, So um, we will definitely be 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 looking forward to that. So then, guys, let's get to this last series here, which honestly, I was really excited for until I got the news of Joel Embiid. But uh, that's the Heat versus 76ers. I mean, Joel Embiid, I, honestly, I'm, I'll, I'll go first because I'm relatively quick on this one. Honestly, guys, like Joel Embiid uh, out indefinitely with an or- orbital fracture for my people out there who did not go to college uh, to face fracture. He fractured his face. Um, and that changes like, li- like literally everything, like literally everything. So I and had a concussion. This- and the concussion there we go and his finger remember his finger is still uh is still hurt right he's beat up right so I had the Sixers winning before this right but this indefinitely it's just so unsure like I don't there's no timeline it's not saying like one or two games like even if he missed this even if they said like he's gonna miss the first two games but he'll come back I I would have faith that the 76ers could pull this out because again I really like that pairing of Harden and, and and Joel I know Harden hasn't been all that you know he's made out to be but Think that he 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 can put he can put it on he could he can put that pressure on, um, but that indefinitely is just so like unsure and I don't really know what to base my take off so I have to take I have to base my take on like what I'm going to say based on what's there man and that's the and what's there and what's consistent is the Miami Heat and their effort and their amazing defense I mean the Heat may not always play well but they always give amazing effort and that usually correlates to them playing great defense because defense usually just is effort um, and and I mean honestly in my opinion like that's that's more than enough to hold down a uh, super hobbled Joel Embiid. Uh, James Harden, yes, he can put that pressure on you, but sl- just, you know, definitely just sl- slowing down a little bit. So if you if there's no Joel Embiid. You're telling me you got that whole heat team who's predicated on defense, who predicated on shutting people down, who's actually did a great job last series of focusing just on one player. Now you got them focusing just on James Harden, who's 33 out of shape. Uh, Man, I don't think it's looking very good for the um, for for, for the 76ers. Uh, And then just 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 to add. If Joel Embiid, like, plays, like, this is the worst series to play injured on. Like, the Heat, like, they're going to, oh, oh, your fingers hurt? I'm going to test it. You know, that's the type of team the Heat are. You know, they're going to slap the ball, really try to get your finger on the way down. And not, not on some cruel stuff, but, you know, just I, I got to test your finger. If, you, if you're willing to play, then let's see. So, unfortunately for this one, man, because I had this I had the Sixers doing it, man. I had the Sixers going to play the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals. But I, I got to switch, man, and go with the Heat in five for this one. Joel Embiid In five. In five. Wow. In five. Yeah. The Heat are dogs, dog.
0: Yeah. No, they are. They are. The difficult part with Embiid is that, well, first, the fact that he has a concussion means he's out for at least five five days. I don't know if that's five days from the date of concussion or if that's five days from when it was diagnosed. Mm-hmm. But if it's five days from when it was diagnosed, that means he's missing two games. And if it's from the concussion, I think you don't even I think it's from nine, the concussion. It's from the concussion? Okay. So I think you would only so miss so for sure he's missing game one. So I mean, that's already an opportunity for the for the Heat to pull the game, and you know they have home court as well. So it's tough. Look, I mean, if if Embiid really comes back game two and he could give us his typical Embiid performances, I'd be inclined to say I, I'm I'm okay giving the I'm still okay giving the Sixers the actual uh, series win uh, if we can get if we could get Embiid for if Embiid only misses one game. And that's that's like that means that the Sixers are going to have to then play damn near perfect for the remainder of the games, because uh, even playing perfect, you're probably going to drop at least two two games at least. So means that would be going seven if Embiid misses one game. I don't think he's going to miss one game. I think he's going to be out for more than one. So I, I'm going to keep it short, too. I think he are probably going to do it in six. I'm giving the Sixers. I'm giving the Sixers two games just because they do have a firepower. You see, Tyrese Maxey went for 38 points the other night, so you know those guys. You, you they have players that could blow up for one game and you know carry them to one game. James Harden is not the same James Harden, but James Harden nonetheless. So you know, I, I think just off of just off of what they have alone, they could probably pull two
2: games, but it'd be tough to see it pull more than two. So I got heat in six for that one. Okay, so I for one am shocked that you guys chose the Sixers. Even hearing that you guys before, like, even if Embiid was healthy, I'm shocked that you guys are picking Philadelphia. They really? looked awful. Embiid, uh, and, and he's been a trooper. Listen, for a guy who has all these questions around him and everyone's like, man, I don't know if you can rely on this guy. He's always injured. This dude fights through a lot of injuries, Embiid <laughs> does. So I, I think this season he's... He may have to lay to rest that whole this guy's injury prone because at least he plays through it, um, unlike some guy called you know Ben Simmons and Brooklyn who don't, don't get, even get right. me started. Don't even yeah, yeah. Don't even get us started on that guy. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean Embiid. Okay, James Harden has looked awful he yeah, we're we're witnessing this guy just get completely dominated by father time. I mean, he just does not look like James Harden. Now, this last game, he had 22 and 15, which was awesome to see, because I, I like James Harden. I want to see him do well. I would love to see him go far in the playoffs and, you know, end this whole, you know, James Harden, you can't rely on him in the playoffs and stuff. But he has not looked good. He can't drive. He has no – um he has no bounce to a step. He can't get by anyone. Uh, he's really just relying on, you know, getting fouled, which he has done his whole career. But, you know, <laughs> now he's not doing it efficiently. Now, Tobias yeah. Harris in that first round, he did average 18 and 10 on 52% shooting from the field and 43 from three. So if we can do that, great. Um, but Miami, they're just such a physical team defensively. I'm worried for James Harden in this series. He's going to have PJ Tucker. Um, he's going to have, um, why am I blanking? He's going to have PJ Tucker. He's going to have That's Kyle Lowry. Kyle of bio. Yeah, he's going to have all those. Yeah, Bam Adebayo at the paint. Uh, so this is going to be really tough. I am not so worried about him being missing too many games. I think he might miss one game. Um, I don't think he'll miss more than that. Uh, I, at least I hope, because that would really suck. Just for from a basketball standpoint, yeah. you want to see the best players out there, but also from an Embiid standpoint because, you know, you want to see him at least get a chance to, you know, have a fair shot. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. James Harden has just not looked good. And I'm worried for Philly, man. This offseason, they they have a big decision to make. If they give James Harden this big contract, he's going to be making $60 million at age 38. Um, so that is, that, that is scary as hell if you're a Philly fan, but not going into the off season, this, this Philadelphia team, they just don't have it to me. Like they, they just don't look like a legitimate contender. Um, you know, Embiid is awesome. He's going to be the best guy in, in the series for sure. Uh, if he can play, which I think he will at least for six games, if it goes seven games, but yeah, I mean, I don't know, Philly, Doc Rivers isn't the best coach, he's proven. Um, you know, James Harden is not reliable. Tobias Harris has never been reliable. Yeah. Um Tyrese Maxey has looked great. Uh he looks like he's gonna be a star in the league, which is awesome. Um, but is that enough to get by, you know, Miami's great defense and then Jimmy Jimmy Buckets, because that's how he's playing. Um, you know, between Butler, Hero coming off the bench. I mean, these guys. Miami's going to be a tough out, and I think Miami's going to get to the Eastern Conference Finals, and I think that they're going to beat Philly in five or six. I I, I don't want to be disrespectful and say five, so I'll say six, but I'm kind of leaning more towards five <laughs> over yeah. Philly.
1: Yeah, uh, 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 look, I'm, while I, I'll say Philly, in my opinion, would have won if Joella was there, because simply I'm on the merits of there's not a single soul on there that can, that that can get close to Joel Embiid and his dominance. And especially when, especially when, because when Joel Embiid plays, that changes, that changes the the entire game because now the defense is going to have to collapse. You have shooters outside. You hit, you, you hit your shooters. Now you got other players rolling that change, that changes the whole dynamic of the game. But if he doesn't play, yeah I don't, I don't I don't see that the Sixers really be able to do anything uh this is really starting to uh the whole Ben Simmons uh, thing is starting to really bite them in the butt man because they just gave away way too much with, with yeah, Seth and Andre Drummond and, and I know Andre Drummond is 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 I mean I'm, I'm not he's, he's not he's not a great player but look when Joel Embiid was out earlier in the season and and uh and Andre Drummond was here I believe he had like two or three like 20 and like 20 games like 20 points 20 rebound games so he's not a, you know he's he, he's he's not a, like a low life out there man you throw him out out there and he he he, he can he can do some he's a big body uh at least at least current. he's a
2: body at least, at least he's, he's a body yeah. at least he's a body. Yeah.
1: bigger bigger than anybody on the heat bigger than anybody Billy, on the heat and, and he, mind no you, he's, a, he's a three-time he's a three-time Uh, a rebounding champion. Like, okay, rebounding, don't win the game. Man, what you talking about? Getting second chance buckets, everything, pushing the pace, uh, all of that. So look, I agree. um, You know, without without Joel Embiid, it's going to be tough. Uh, Sixers are just really feeling the effects of that Ben Simmons trade. Uh, Seth Curry would have been Freaking huge in this series. Uh where I just talked about right now. You have Joel Embiid defense crashes in, you hit a Seth Curry instead of hitting an inconsistent Danny Green. Oh, that's so much better, man. So unfortunately it's it's open for the 76ers. I got heat in five. Yeah. As
0: of now though, it looks like the Nets didn't win that Ben Simmons straight either because he hasn't played. And I don't think that I don't know if he's going to because you see that the the Nets wanted him to play the the game four and he didn't. So that's gonna be more fractured I relationships.
1: That. Like I can not stand that. it's
0: it's it's uh it's honestly like it seems like we thought it was gonna be a win-win trade, but it looks like it was a lose-lose trade for both sides because no one really walked out of that one. It's I it's I
2: good, have tough. I, I have a hot take. I think in a year Ben Simmons won't even be in the league anymore. In the
0: league, yeah.
2: I, it's really looking
0: more and more believable. I was thinking please, I was please, thinking please. about it. <laughs> Really, really, it would be. And you know what's funny? If that happens, John, I gotta give it up to you because John said Ben Simmons shouldn't even be in the league because he couldn't shoot. And I was like, yeah, but he could do everything else so well. But yeah, I mean, the guy doesn't doesn't play. Like, Man. you know, you you can't, you can't. Like, I was always like, oh, you know, you don't need him to be a shooter because he could defend because he's a great, you know, he's a great floor general. He could He's a good passer, but... Dude, the guy doesn't even want to play. It's honestly, it's, 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 well, I'm not even going to get, I'm not even going to get into Ben Simmons, but I will say, I will say, I honestly think that the Sixers, if they really had, they did give up too much for, they did give up too much for James Harden. And if they had those pieces, they had a shot, but I still think you have him beat. He's been playing like an MVP. He's a lot of people's MVP this season. I really think he had the power to swing the series. I really think that Sixers could pull out the win if Embiid was playing healthy the whole time. And this is why it was crucial for the, for the Sixers to put the Raptors away in four when they had the chance. They, they would have put the Raptors away in four. They would have had rest, especially for a player like Embiid. It's no surprise Embiid has injury problems. We've all known this. And, and, and they played with their food. They gave the Raptors two games, which means that that's, that's two extra games that they have to play. No, three, because they, they played, yeah, they played two games. And then and then they had another one where they actually won. So it's extra games at the no, that's too sorry, I fucked my math up. (laughs) But it's extra games that it's it's extra games no matter what that the Sixers had to play, that they didn't have to, they would have just closed them out when they had a chance, you know. And obviously hindsight is 2020, but you know, it didn't take a genius to see that one coming. And B just gets injured, unfortunately. It's just it's a part of the game. He's a big dude. Big players are more injury prone. So it's it's you you have to close out the the games as quick as possible and get your stars some rest. Sixers didn't do that, you know. The Heat somewhat did, and it's it's gonna it's gonna help them now in this series, especially with Embiid being out now.
1: Man, man, oh wow! Yeah, honestly, that was that that was a huge game changer. Joel yeah. Embiid being out, man. But and didn't right. he get
0: hurt in the last game too when they were up at like twenty nine?
1: I yeah 29. Well, yeah. that's, oh, the, that's how he fractured his. Uh, yeah, the fractured his face. The thumb yeah. was in the, the, game, befo-
2: the was game before the game before. Believe, yeah. Up yeah. twenty, up twenty nine with four minutes left yeah. in the game.
0: Where did we see this before? Like obviously it's not as serious as Derrick Rose, but that's where we saw it. Derrick Rose got hurt on a play when he shouldn't even have been out there.
2: Hey, never been to Spain. The, hey, my Mavs had to learn the hard way too. Luca got that calf sprain at the, on the la- in the last But you know what? Game. But they needed
0: that game though. They needed that game. I think was not it for seeding still.
2: Uh yeah, but we were up big. We were up big in the fourth quarter, so yeah, Luca didn't have to be out there either. Yeah, so we're seeing, the, out there. we're seeing we're yeah. seeing this a lot where coaches just don't take their star guys out and they end yeah. up getting injured and it ends up biting them in the ass. So Yeah, see Greg Popovich was doing that. He was <laughs> yeah, he, he, he
0: would start pulling out the as soon as he locked up that first seed back in 2000 and <laughs> early to mid 2000s when he was locking up every first seed, he, Tim Duncan wasn't playing since March. Yeah. You see, March first, this man was already <laughs> on the bench, and then they would ride through the playoffs. Like, that's that's the strategy. It sucks, especially as a pain fan. You go out there, you mm-hmm. want to see your players, you know, and they're resting everybody. So I understand why the league has put a damper against it, but you know, then it leaves teams susceptible to injuries like that.
1: Man, man, well, all, all right, guys. So look, I think I, th- I think we covered a lot, guys. We covered all the series. You just gave our thoughts. Talked about some X factors. Uh, key BJ points. Hilsenbeck came oh yeah oh yeah jay hill's pick for this um for this last game this uh, he has heat in five he has heated five heat as and well five. yeah okay. he has heated five uh man uh, but i mean look guys we we, we covered uh, we covered a lot of topics here guys you know we talked about all the all, all the series some x factors and uh, everything man uh but you guys got any last closing words because you know we, we, over here in the West Coast, it's like it's like six p.m. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm gonna edit this video. I'm gonna lay my head down to rest at night. I'm gonna wake up real early tomorrow and get ready for this Celtics and uh, and Bucks game, man. So yeah. you guys got any last man. words before we officially get into round two of the NBA? Just just that today
0: felt weird with no basketball. Today felt weird. <laughs> there is there is there was no basketball. Yesterday's game was good, uh, but now I mean now we're getting to the games where. Every game is going to be good. Every series is going to be good. I mean, shoot. every series was good in the first round too, though, which was a, which was nice. Like this playoffs has been good, but this now we're, we're getting to every series is go, it's going to have, you know, must-watch games. So it's going to be an exciting time. It's an exciting time as we start closing in now. We got, you know, the the final teams that are now fighting for this, fighting for the title. So it would be exciting to keep watching.
2: Yes, sir. Shabba, you got any last words? Uh, yeah, all, the, all of these series are going to be super fun. Um, You know, I'm really excited. You know, everyone's playing for some sort of legacy here between Embiid, Chris Paul, uh, Steph Curry, can he get another championship? John Moran, is he going to, you know, break out? Uh, Miami, are they going to get through, you know, the drama in the regular season and can they come back? Luca, is he going to win the championship? Yes, but (laughs) (laughs) I got to, you know, let you guys
0: a lot yeah, of good storylines
2: yeah so so yeah this is going to be a really fun round too and um yeah but unfortunately mavs in seven so sorry phoenix <laughs> hey
0: i'm with that i'm with that let's we'll see mavs and seven like that's cool honestly if, if, honestly like, if the mavericks come out of the west i wouldn't be complaining I wouldn't be complaining because right now I, I have Suns Warriors in the Western Conference Finals and neither of those two teams I'd like to I'd like to see win the title. So <laughs> uh,
1: for me, Mavericks of the West is cool with
0: me.
2: Man. I love it, love it.
1: Maps out the west. That's how we'll, that's how we'll end it, man. So for all the family out there, man, make sure you guys go check out Shaba and his podcast, man. I, I was talking about in the beginning, it's the Big Shot Pod, man. They got he got great content over there. If you if you love basketball, man, just make sure you go check it out. I'll link everything in the description down below. So don't forget to go check that out. And don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, man. If you're on YouTube, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Leave us a nice comment down below and uh, an Apple podcast, Spotify, five-star ranking. Leave us a review. We appreciate y'all, man. So we about to get to these games, man. And uh, that's it. We out of here, y'all. Clutch Talk out. Thanks guys.